0: Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast.
1: I'm Chef Ryan Callahan, your host.
0: And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan.
1: Oh, come on, you gotta do it fun and exciting. You gotta bring them in with the mystery.
0: I thought I needed to counterbalance with some inquisitive talk.
1: Maybe you didn't know who you were. You're like, like, wait, who am I again?
0: I know who I am, the (laughs) producer. (laughs) The purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss practical real-world solutions to make your food taste great again. And in this episode, we're going to talk about incorporating kids and cooking.
1: That's right. Kids and cooking. The holidays are coming up kids want to help out kids really do love to cook it's fun it's hands-on and it lets them feel involved in something that sometimes can almost feel mysterious
0: well and especially with everyone being stuck at home still kind of quasi stuck at home and it incorporating them helps you
1: yes and, and especially and it if gives they them learn it gives them something to do that's not you entertaining them, right?
0: <laughs> well, you have to teach them. You're you got teaching to teach them, them, and then they but, learn, and yes. then it
1: gives them something to do and a skill that they can use for the rest of their life. Um, you know, we always say, we always make the joke that uh, what did my mother make for dinner growing up? She made reservations, right? And one of the things I did when I became towards an adult is I wanted to learn how to cook, and now I'm a chef um, because I love doing it. It's something that I've always been passionate about. I've always loved, but Imagine if, you know, you sent your kid off to college and they didn't have to eat Kraft Easy Mac every day, you know?
0: microwaved ramen noodles in yeah. a cup with yeah. dehydrated peas, carrots, and corn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they knew how to cook and they could blow oh, you out of the water with their ability to cook because you guys both learn how to cook. Look, guys, I believe that anybody can cook. I really do. I believe it deep down in the core of my heart.
0: I went from burning water to being able to cook.
1: Yeah, Just I know. from
0: learning from you.
1: I was there. So uh, let's talk about how you can incorporate kids in cooking, right? So I came up with four easy steps. And you can, of course, elaborate on this for your own preferences and for your own family. And I'm not telling you how to raise your kids. I guess I kind of am a little bit, but
0: let me interject here, too. (laughs) Like these also depend on the maturity and response level of responsibility of the child, you know, not necessarily like an age. I mean, you could have an older kid who's not as mature as a younger kid. So, you know, give them tasks, what they're able to handle for their age and maturity. your
1: best judgment. You You know, know your kids. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So so what we want to do is if your kids never cooked before and they're really excited about getting started i'm going to teach you guys how to get them involved in the process um, so step one is we, we, so what we want to think about is we want to start with easy tasks that can build their confidence and then move on to more complicated parts later that's how, what you want to keep in mind right start simple get complicated right you start by learning baseball by playing t-ball you hold the ball literally in space, and then you swing the bat at it. So there's no pitching, there's no complications. You're just learning how to physically hit the ball. That's what we want to do here to start with. So step one, this is the first thing you do before you invite your kids in the kitchen. (laughs) All right, this is safety first, right? Make the space kid friendly, right? Kitchens are not set up for short little tiny people, right? They're just not, okay? make the space kid friendly get a step stool get some aprons review safety information knives are sharp stoves and ovens are hot and there's nothing fun about getting hurt right maybe get a kid-sized table that they can work at inside of your kitchen um as far as safety is
0: concerned, I mean, there's also food safety. So, teaching them how to wash their hands before they yes. handle food is also important.
1: Yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. So, there's all kinds of things to think about there. But we want to make this experience kid friendly. Like, right? yes. knives are sharp. So, don't give your kid a gigantic 10 inch chef's knife to start, right? We're talking, we want to start with a little tiny three to four inch paring knife. So, if you're going to teach them how to cut carrots, let them use a little tiny paring knife. And one of the really important things, guys, here is, sharp knives are actually safer than dull knives and the reason is that with a dull knife you have to use a lot more force and it's a lot less controllable right so if you use a little bit of force it's not going to penetrate as deeply if they cut into their finger. If you use a dull knife and you use all your body weight, you could cut your finger off, right? And that's something you want to think about. So keep your knives really, really sharp so it's easier to slice with them and work with. And
0: again, maturity level yes. with children. Not Don't give a small child a, a knife, but like work up to it when they get older and they're more mature and can well, stay put and I think handle that, brings that level us, of responsibility. I'm going
1: to actually jump all over you here because that brings <laughs> us to step two. Okay. <laughs> hey, I got to reduce liability here. Right, I'm the producer. Yeah. It's my job. Uh, step two start with easy tasks guys there you go peeling potatoes greasing the pan putting baking paper on baking sheets measuring the ingredients for recipes stirring taste testing etc right you don't have the first thing doesn't have to be give them a knife give them a hot pan you know It doesn't have to be that. It can literally be learning the measuring cups, the measuring spoons, looking at the actual pieces of equipment. For example, a mixing bowl, a heat-proof mixing bowl, a spatula. Start with these easy, non-injuring tasks that are easy for kids to do, right? Measuring flour is messy, which is fun, right? But at the same time, no one's getting hurt measuring flour,
0: Exactly. There you go.
1: You want to start with these things like, you want to think about it like easy wins that build confidence, okay? T-ball idea, hit the ball. That's the idea here, okay? So step three, teach them to learn their palate and start communicating their thoughts. Is this spicy? Is this sweet? Is this salty? What do you like? What don't you like? Just like we talk about for cancer patients and learning what they like and don't like and we talked about with uh, kids and cancer, it's so important for them to learn how to communicate these ideas. It's the same thing here. What do you like? What don't you like? Do you like the salty, the sweet, the spicy, so on and so forth? This, what do you like in it? This
0: is where it starts because when you don't learn this when you're a child, you get to an adult and then you work in a restaurant and I, I, this may or may not be a true story, you wind up serving an adult who can't have their peas touch their mashed potatoes, touch their hamburger, and then sends it back to the kitchen because they're lightly touching. So it's important to make sure they learn flavors and understand and have experience with multiple Mm -hmm. things, right?
1: Yes, or like not pointing any fingers at certain restaurant clients that we had at a Chinese restaurant, and this may or may not be a true story. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, we talk about it all the time. Soy sauce is savory and spicy, right? The salty. sauce has yes. salty... I'm sorry, spicy. That's <laughs> what, sorry, salty. Uh, so the funny thing is, so we'd you'd make fried rice, and fried rice already has soy sauce on it, which is both salty and savory, right? There you go. And then people would go and say, oh, well, this isn't salty enough or whatever, and they wouldn't even taste it. And they'd go and they'd eat... They wouldn't even eat it, right? And they'd put salt on it and then put soy sauce on it and send it back and go, this is too salty. It's so, like, well, it's because you put something, two things that are salty on there and you made it salty.
0: Right. So, so taste it and then adjust.
1: Don't be that adult, guys.
0: Yeah. You, and you don't want your kids to grow up and be that adult
1: either. Exactly. So, um, So learn your palate, right? Okay. So step four. Move on to more complicated tasks as confidence built, right? Start with the easy wins like chopping, flipping pancakes, measuring flour, measuring sugar. Start with the cold cooking ideas, mixing the the cookie dough, right? Start with these easy things that you're not gonna get hurt doing and you're gonna win and you're gonna feel like you're succeeding, right? So you can start with the easy wins and go to the more complicated things. And this can go on and on forever until you become literally a master chef, right? And even then, Look, I've been doing food for ever, almost 20 years at this point, right? Oh man, it has been 20 years. Wow, I had a birthday recently and now I'm 35 and I just realized I've been in the restaurant industry since I was 15, so I've been 20 years. If I was in the military, I could retire this year. <laughs> <laughs> if so only, anyways, restaurants if well. only restaurants paid that If only restaurants paid that pension, right? <laughs> so it can go on and on forever. Guys, I'm 35 and I'm still learning things every day Food is something that is an unending source of knowledge. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And no master chef knows everything. They know a lot, but they don't know everything because it is an unending well of experience and combinations. So the most important part, though, of this is to keep the kids engaged, right? You want to work them working on tasks that aren't just a chore, like greasing the pan, right? My mom, still to this day, resents uh, greasing the pan because somebody that she knew would only let her grease the pan when they made cookies. Like, well, I want to help make cookies. Well, you can grease the pan forever and ever and ever. Well, that's not fun, right? You need the increasing challenge and difficulty level. Um, and it's very, very important to let them make mistakes. The most important part of cooking is not doing it well. It is doing it poorly, failing, burning, lighting it on fire, (laughs) ruining an entire pork roast. Why? Because we learn from our mistakes how not to do it and what doesn't work. Learning how it works the first time teaches you less than learning how it doesn't work every time right you get better and better and better you're not going to try to combine peanut butter and calamari why (laughs) because if you combine peanut butter and calamari you're going to taste it and go oh this is terrible and you'll never make that combination ever again so we want to learn how not to do something and it's equally as important as how to do something learning why it doesn't work is just as important if not more important to understand why something does work Failing is okay and it's just part of the learning process. If they fail, reassure them to build their confidence and do it again to get it right. Review what went wrong and how you can fix it next time. We have a lot of problems these days with people who just want it to work the first time. Easy gratification. Cooking is not an easy gratification. You're going to fail over and over and over again and this builds character and better human beings. Look. I am one of those really fast learners, right? I learn really quickly and in my life things have come more naturally to me than to other people who have had to struggle for things. But I will tell you there are a lot of things in life like for example algebra where people have failed over and over and over again and then become math teachers and are way better at me than I will than me than I will ever be at algebra, right? This is an opportunity to build a better human being, to teach your kids to learn for their mistakes, to be better, to do better things, and to be better human beings down the road. So really, you're getting good food and you're making your kids better Whoa,
0: people. Ryan, we're getting deep again.
1: <laughs> this is Chef this Ryan's is wisdom corner. Not
0: only cooking advice, it's life advice, I guess. <laughs> Good good life advice at that. Yeah. So that's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Before we end the show, we want to say thank you to everyone that helps to make Cooking for Chemo's online resources free. And if you'd like to help support Cooking for Chemo, simply visit our website and click on the Support CFC button located at the top of every page on cookingforchemo.org. You can also support us by purchasing a copy of our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan.
1: And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.